You know, it really amazes me because, you know, life is changing for us all. And, and as, we, as we've uh, launched the broadcast out and people are watching live and, and I read comments when I get home on Sunday and on Wednesday nights, people send comments and just see what people are saying. And, and uh, I'm so blessed, you know, people all over the world are listening. And uh, it's growing and growing and more and more coming in. And, and uh, so there was a few comments Sunday because I made a statement Sunday about uh, God gave us the best weapon to defend against the coronavirus was our own immune system. And I had all these, these comments come back about, man, you know, that, that we never thought about it like that. That's really good. You know, thanks for saying that. Da, da, da. And so I... Uh, Monday morning, my wife and I, we always have our little Bible time and worship time in the morning, and we were just visiting, and both of us came up with this about the same time and just said, you know, um, we need, to, we need to, to encourage people about their bodies. You know, there's things you can be doing to prevent or to build your immunity system so that you can overcome whatever comes in life. Amen? And so uh, we both at the same time said, let's call Dr. Brown and get Dr. Brown up here and let's get let's do a deal. You know, um, the scripture that popped to mind was 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Paul said, you know, that he wanted you to complete both body, soul, and spirit. So we're a man on three dimensions, you know, and I minister to your spirit. Laura, the worship team ministers to your spirit and uh, freedom prayer ministers to your soul. And praise God, you know, we have to also deal with our bodies. Now, I know that y'all just don't turn me off. Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. You got to do it. You got to listen to this. So this this Wednesday and next Wednesday, we're going to be Dr. Brown's going to be preaching. I'm still going to be here, but Dr. Brown's going to be preaching and he's going to be giving us some factual things about our bodies. Now, you know, I, I don't I, I never would. I never thought I would be at this place, to be honest with you. Not that I was thinking that I would die early. But I just never, nobody ever stopped and told me one day you're going to get older and your dexterity is going to not be quite as good and you're going to need to exercise and you're going to need to take vitamins and you're going to need to do these things. Nobody ever told me that, right? So now I, as a good father, tell my son, I don't tease him and say, uh, just wait, you know, because I've heard people tell me that, oh, just wait, you know, it's coming. No, I say, son, you know, you need to keep yourself in shape. You need to do these things. You need to build these things right now so you don't get out of shape. Then you have to get back in shape as you get older. Amen. And so anyway, come on up, Dr. Brown. He's going to minister to us tonight. And then I'll come on back up here and pray for you at the end of service. Heal all the wounds. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Robert. Well, praise the Lord. I want to start um, this evening with a couple of scripture verses because they're going to be the basis for everything else that I say tonight and next Wednesday. And the very first one we'll start off with is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. And it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And the second one is Romans 12, 1. And it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. 
So the Lord is vitally interested in what we do with our bodies. In fact, he goes so far as to say it's our spiritual worship. Well, what I want to do now that we know those basic scriptures about our body is I want to bring it to today where we are. We are in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. And I, I want to share with you a little bit from a couple of studies from the New England Journal of Medicine uh, to illustrate what I am going to be talking about. The first study was um, published in May of this year, and it was a retrospective study looking at uh, patients that were admitted to a hospital in Manhattan, in New York. There were 393 people, and they looked at the characteristics of the people that were admitted to the hospital. And what I want to focus on is there were three chronic diseases that marked high risk for these patients that were admitted to the hospital. And I'm going to give them to you in order. The first one, the highest percentage one, was high blood pressure or hypertension. The second one was obesity. And the third one was diabetes. And they were far more prevalent than any other condition. Now, just last week, in the June 25th uh, edition of the New England Journal, they uh, published another study looking at 3,481 patients in Louisiana. And these patients, uh, they described the characteristics of these patients who tested positive for the coronavirus. And lo and behold, the same three chronic diseases were present. The order reversed a little bit. In Louisiana, obesity was first, then hypertension, and then diabetes. Of that, those 3,000-plus patients, about one-third of them were admitted into the hospital. So what I want to bring to your attention is that these chronic diseases are really lifestyle choices. The underlying mechanism in these three disorders is chronic inflammation. And so we, as, as, as individuals, have a choice of what we're going to do with our body. In, in the United States, 66% of adult men and women are either overweight or obese. So there is a problem going on in our country. And because of these chronic issues, it makes them at higher risk for contracting either the coronavirus and or being admitted to the hospital. So what are we going to do about it? And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Because I want to talk to you about how do we optimize our immune systems. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the four pillars of health. At least that's what I call it. And those four pillars are, number one, diet and nutrition. Number two, exercise. 
Number three, stress management. And number four is restorative sleep. I'm going to talk about the first two tonight, diet, nutrition, and exercise. And then I'm going to talk about the last two next Wednesday. These four things are, are very, very important because I describe it as if you do not attend to the four pillars of health, then whatever else you do, like giving a pharmaceutical medicine for a condition, like high blood pressure medicine, for instance, is akin to trying to close a large gaping wound with a single Band-Aid. So we have to attend to the four pillars of health if we expect to have any reasonable way of living a healthy life of well-being. So let me talk and start with uh, diet and nutrition. In the United States, we have what, what is called the Standard American Diet. And if you look at the acronym for that, it is SAD, S-A-D. <laughs> Standard American diet. The standard American diet primarily is based on refined grains, highly processed foods, and lots of sugar. The average American eats, consumes, somewhere between 150 and 180 pounds of sugar per year. In the 1800s, the average American consumed about 10 pounds per year. The average American will consume 30 teaspoons of sugar per person per day. Sugar, that kind of sugar, that refined sugar is inflammatory. So the standard American diet is an inflammatory diet. It sets up chronic inflammation in the body, and it opens the door to all of these other chronic diseases we've been talking about. High blood pressure, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, and of course, obesity and overweight. In order to change, we have to make a choice. So I started off with those two verses, and those two verses essentially say that we have a choice. We can glorify God in our bodies or not. We can present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God as our spiritual worship or not. So I'm going to present to you tonight some choices for you to consider. The first one is to leave the standard American diet and migrate to or move to an anti-inflammatory diet. What do I mean by that? Well, the Mediterranean-style diet is an anti-inflammatory diet. You can go Google Mediterranean diet. I don't have time to go into specifics tonight, but you'll find a, a Mediterranean diet pyramid, and on the base of the pyramid, it's based on fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, like beans. And then it also is based on fish intake for omega-3, olive oil, uh, and towards the very top of the pyramid, uh, a little bit of poultry 
and some red meat, but they have to be organically grown and grass-fed. And for a lot of you, you will probably uh, wave your hankies tonight because at the very tippy top of the pyramid is dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and dark chocolate is actually an anti-inflammatory, but I'm talking of over 70%, not a Hershey's candy bar. All right. So the Mediterranean diet is an anti-inflammatory diet, and, um, and, and, and it means that, you, that we have to take in a lot more vegetables and fruit and whole grains than we probably do today. Now let me parenthetically say that what I'm telling you tonight is not just theoretical information, it is experiential, because everything I'm telling you, I do. For instance, my wife and I have been on an anti-inflammatory diet for over two years now. When I started, I weighed 168 pounds. Today, right now, I weigh 150. And, um, and, it's, and I didn't do anything other than change my diet. Okay, so the Mediterranean diet is very, very important for you to make a choice to, but I want to take it a step further. And I encourage you to watch a documentary called Forks Over Knives. Forks Over Knives. You can get it on Netflix if you subscribe to Netflix. Uh, you can also rent it on Amazon. I think it's $3.99 to rent it. And it's uh, a documentary about a whole food plant-based diet. It's based on science. And, um, and the dramatic changes that are noticed in people that go on a whole food plant-based diet in terms of increasing their health, but actually reversing chronic disease. Losing weight, uh, no longer requiring uh, diabetic um, medication, uh, no longer requiring uh, blood pressure medicine, those kinds of things. Go and watch the documentary, and then consider moving towards mostly a whole food, plant-based diet. Jeannie and I do that now. In fact, we prefer that now. Um, as a matter of fact, tonight I had um, uh, tacos that were uh, black beans, a whole bunch of different vegetables that had been sautéed, uh, a, a totally vegetable um, salsa that went on top of it, and uh, yogurt instead of sour cream, and it's delicious. So, um, forks over knives um, and, a, and a whole food plant-based diet. Now, you're going to say, I can't do this. And because what it does, when you think about making such a dramatic change in your diet, or some of the other things I'm going to mention about exercise and so on, it actually turns on your fight or flight mechanism. And so what I would suggest you do is to use the ooze in method. And that is just choose one whole food plant-based recipe 
that you can get. There's a Forks Over Knives uh, recipe magazine you can get. You can go on to ForksOverKnives.com and find those recipes. You can go to CookingLight.com and find really nice recipes. But use one of those recipes one time a week and see what you think. And then do another one the next week. And then maybe the following week, you'll go up to two meals that are whole food and plant-based. Make that choice. And you are going to see a change as a result of doing that. And, And what it does is not only are you going to lose weight if you're overweight, or you're going to maintain a normal weight if you are a normal, ideal weight, but you're going to notice an increase in energy, but hidden to you is that you have optimized your immune system because you've decreased the inflammation in your body, you've increased the uh, capabilities of the immune system, and you have dramatically decreased your risk of contracting any kind of infectious disease or going into any kind of uh, long-term chronic disease. Let me say uh, a word. Okay, so naturally, as a result of moving in that direction, you're going to stay away from um, highly refined foods, uh, highly processed foods, and the sugar. So read the label on things when you go to the grocery store, and if it says added sugar and it has some number of grams of sugar that has been added, do not buy it. Do not, do not buy anything that says added sugar on it. If you go to look at yogurt and, and you say, oh, this looks like a good yogurt, look down there and the majority of them will have added sugar in them. Find a yogurt that has no added sugar. Okay, let me say a word about dietary supplements. One of the problems with our uh, food supply in in, um, big agriculture and the way that our our food is grown, uh, has been commercialized, transported to the grocery stores, is that much of our food has uh, decreased in its dietary value, its nutritive content. Uh, if you do, if you take anything, if, if, if you take whole wheat and you refine it into white flour, you, you, you lose 75% of the nutrients just in that transformation. So whole wheat flour is the way to go, not highly refined white flour. Um, so if you, if you pick up a box of something that has been processed and put in a cardboard box, and, and all you have to do is take it home and throw it in a dish and pop it in the microwave, that's highly processed food. It is not whole food. And so you need to migrate to whole food. Dietary supplements. We probably don't get enough vitamins and minerals in our normal diet. It's possible, but you have to have a highly nutritious source for your food. So I usually recommend to most people a multivitamin with minerals. Find a high-quality multivitamin with minerals and take that. I take a multivitamin with minerals. Um, 
But if you have chronic disease right now, if you are on uh, prescribed medications, you need to talk to your primary care physician before you do any of these things because you may actually have uh, uh, d significant depletion in some of the other items that need to be uh, replenished uh, at a far higher rate than what you just get in a multivitamin. And for one, one of the instances is vitamin D. About um, probably half of the population does not have a high enough vitamin D. And so that would have to be replenished. Um, but um, multivitamin with uh, uh, minerals in it, and uh, I also, uh, myself, I take magnesium. Magnesium is a cofactor in over 300 enzymes. It's critical for um, nervous system health and cardiac health. And so I actually take a magnesium uh, supplement uh, about 400 milligrams a day. So uh, that's something for you to look into as well. So that's all I'm going to say about dietary supplements and and um, and the Mediterranean diet or the forks over knives, whole food, plant-based diet. One of the benefits of this is that you are going to um, rebalance your gut. Uh, many, many people that are on the standard American diet have what's known as dysbiosis or an imbalance of the gut, the, the bacteria and the flora that live in the gut. And so they end up having irritable bowel syndrome and uh, other kinds of, um, of intestinal maladies. Uh, when you go on a, a diet like this, that is going to heal your gut. You've heard the term leaky gut. That's another thing. It breaks down the barrier of the intestinal wall, and it sets you up for a whole host of um, chronic disease. Okay, so let me go on to exercise. The second pillar, exercise. The, the absolute minimum exercise that you require is 150 minutes of aerobic exercise per week. And that's a moderate um, aerobic exercise. So that'd be like walking, uh, maybe a slow jog, cycling, um, treadmill, things like that. It's, if, uh, if you want to maintain weight loss, you really need to do greater than 200 minutes a week. And if you want to get all the benefit of what exercise does for our body, greater than 300 minutes is even better. The other figure you may see uh, in the literature is 75 mi minutes per week of vigorous exercise. And that's going to be something like singles tennis or swimming laps and things like that. Um, another thing that we need to do is two days per week of resistance exercise. So that's weight training. And the reason for that is, is that uh, if, you, if you've been li living a sedentary life, um, you will actually lose muscle mass. And, uh, and you will tend to gain fat mass. So the ratio between your lean muscle mass and your fat mass gets 
imbalance. And so in order to uh, increase our metabolism, we need to do some resistance exercise and build up our muscle mass. And that could be any, anything simple, as simple as um, doing kitchen counter push-ups where you just get on the edge of your kitchen counter and just do push-ups like this. Uh, you can do uh, chair squats where you sit down in a chair and then stand up and sit down in a chair and stand up. Or you can go and get some dumbbells and do um, bicep curls, um, presses, those kinds of exercises. But you need to do those at minimum of two times per week. What does this do? Why do we need to exercise? Well, it increases our muscular strength. It increases our agility, uh, our flexibility. Um, it also increases our bone density. So you talk about people that are at risk for osteoporosis and osteopenia. Uh, doing uh, exercises actually increases your bone density. It improves your uh, fats in your blood. So if you have a problem with high triglycerides, high cholesterol, it improves that. Um, it improves the utilization of insulin. Um, it also helps in stress management, and we're going to talk more about that next week. And then um, it decreases your risk for chronic disease. Our bodies were made to move, and so we need to get up and move. And one of the things I like to recommend to my patients is um, a, a, um, a Fitbit. Um, these are really neat technology if you like technology, and um, it will remind you to get up and move every hour. So I'm sitting at home, and, and Jeannie's uh, in watching uh, or, or fixing a meal, and all of a sudden she sees me cruising by. and she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting in my 150 steps. So, um, so a Fitbit is very good. I'm Fitbit buddies with a number of patients, and we share uh, motivation by sharing our statistics on how many steps a day we get. Speaking of steps per day, the immune system, you can have a peak immune system by just doing walking. If you do somewhere between 7,000 and 10,000 steps a day, of walking, your immune system will be at its peak. I was listening to a professor uh, who is an expert in um, exercise physiology, and especially with uh, uh, relationship to immune system. And he's also a marathon runner. And he started to do a series of studies because he noticed that marathon runners, after they had finished a marathon, were very... Uh, uh, at high risk for getting an illness, particularly a respiratory illness, because that extreme intensity of exercise in running a marathon actually depressed their immune system for about 24 hours, and they were at risk for um, a, an infectious disease. But they, in the course of doing the study, they found out that if you were just to go to a walk at around a two and a half mile an hour pace for 30 minutes, that it increased your uh, immune system to its most optimum level. And the reason for that 
is in doing that kind of exercise, all of your immune cells that are take up residence in your spleen and uh, in other lymph tissue are released into the bloodstream. And so it's like special forces being released to go find the enemy and, uh, and attack the enemy and prevent you from becoming ill. And then they go back into the spleen. And so if you exercise every day, then you are keeping that immune system primed for doing that role. Again, you may say, I can't go out and exercise 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And because it turns on that amygdala in your brain that, that, that makes you go into the fight or flight and, uh, and then you get fearful and then you give up hope and then you just quit and you don't do it. You say, well, I'll just sit in my easy chair in front of the TV. Well, try something a lot more attainable, such as get up and walk to the end of your driveway and back and do that once a day. It keeps that amygdala from firing. It keeps you from going into fight or flight. But at the same time, what it's doing is it's changing the pathways in your brain. And you start to form new pathways that say, oh, I can walk to the end of my driveway and back. And then you start feeling better and you say, I think I'll go twice down my driveway and back. If going down the driveway is too much for you, then get up out of your easy chair while you're watching TV and march in place for one minute in front of the TV. And then the next day, get up, march in place for one minute in front of the TV. And the next thing you know, you'll be doing it for five minutes. And then you say, oh, I can do this. I'm going to walk to the end of my driveway and you walk to the end of your driveway, and then, before you know it, two months, three months, four months, six months later, you're walking at a three-mile-an-hour rate, 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And you're deriving all the benefit for that, and your immune system is primed, and you get all the other benefits of it. Now, you throw in the Mediterranean diet, or a whole food plant-based diet, you are on your way to good health and a sense of well-being. So, um, Kenneth Cooper, who started the Cooper Institute up in Dallas, had a saying. He said, walk your dog every day, even if you don't have one. Okay, so my encouragement to you tonight is to start making those good choices, to start glorifying God in your body, start presenting your body as a living sacrifice, because the problem with living sacrifices is that they tend to crawl down off of the altar. So you need to put yourself on the altar as a living sacrifice because it's your reasonable service. It is your spiritual act of worship.
And so now we can make the choice to eat a good diet, to take my multivitamins, and to go out and exercise my body. And when you do just those two things, you're going to start seeing, if you are overweight or obese, one to two pounds coming off every week. And pretty soon, you will be like, I was, and 18 pounds are gone, and you feel really good, and you start to be able to see muscle definition in your body. So um, I encourage you to do that. Next week, I'm going to talk about one of the biggies in our society today, and that is stress. And the what stress does to us and what we can do to decrease our stress. And then lastly, we'll end up with restorative sleep. Very, very important to our health and well-being. That's all I have for tonight, so I'm going to turn everything back over to Pastor Robert. Thanks, Scott. You know, a lot of times when I hear somebody speaking, you know, like I'll hear something again, I can't get over the 150 to 180 pounds of sugar. I mean, do you realize this? Go get, just get 50 pounds, get a 50 pound sack of corn and realize that that's three of those. Wow. And so then the other thing I'm really highly encouraged, everybody stand up. All of y'all out there watching, stand up. Listen, here we go. All right. We're going to, well, I'm not going to make you do jumping jacks. But I just want to, we're going we're gonna to march in place for one minute. I mean, I actually can help y'all tonight. I can, I mean, I can actually physically help y'all tonight. I'm going to push the button. Uh, uh-oh, I missed the button up. Right now, okay, come on. I mean, we just got one minute. March and march and march and march and march. Come on, are y'all out there doing it? I'm telling you, get up from your easy chair. We're going to march for a minute. That's 15 seconds. I mean, come on, you're doing good. March and march and march and you know, and I'll tell you this while we're marching here. So I'm not asking y'all to do crazy things that I haven't myself done. Okay. I'm not asking like, oh yeah, y'all do that while I go home and eat ice cream. Because over the past two years, I've been, at first I didn't have the knowledge that Dr. Brown gave us. You got 35 seconds down already under your belt. Okay. So I, I didn't know when I was I just knew something was wrong with me. And I to tell my wife, I don't know how I'm going to live to 60 because I am just not going to make it. It just I don't have any desire to live because I, some of y'all aren't marching. Get you those, those knees up. OK, <laughs> y'all out there, you're about to quit. Fifty six seconds. You're almost there. You're on 58, 59. I think there you did your minute. So um, that was fun. We're going to start one minute march every every service. So I began to just, you know, I began to experiment. I didn't know I didn't have anybody to guide me like the the guidance that he's given us tonight. And and I just kind of randomly started doing things. But I I knew something was wrong with what I was dieting or what I was eating. And I never have liked diets. I don't like something just going on a diet, you know, and it didn't lose a few pounds. You go back to eating the same thing you did before and it all comes back. And I just was you know, trapped in this. But anyway, I started to, the very first thing I started was I cut out sugar. I didn't know this 180 pounds, 150 pounds of sugar. I didn't know that. 
But I just began to tell my wife, I just know I feel bad when I eat this type of food. So I, I stopped doing it and I gave up ice cream and I gave up cookies. And, and then I began to look at labels. First time ever, I started looking at labels. and I was like, what? You know, you buy a supposedly health bar and you found out that the thing's got more sugar. I might as well eat a Snickers, you know, I mean, give me a break. And so I started finding these things out, you know. And so over the course of two years, I've lost a little over 30 pounds and maintain to keep the weight off. Uh, it's, it, you know, I, I fluctuate uh, sometimes a little bit a pound or two one way or the other, but I've been maintaining that. And then as I began to look at the Mediterranean diet and, and, and we started making changes and, you know, bringing in more vegetables. And I'm not a vegetable eater, man. Meat and potatoes. You give it to me all the time, I'd just be happy. And a biscuit thrown in, you know. <laughs> Because that's the way I was raised. And then I began to change. I just began to change it. And I began to find other foods that cause inflammatory issues in my system. And that, you know, and, and, I, and I've just, I just know that we win by consistency. All right. And I, have, I am today not perfect. I mean, I, I have, I've added more exercise in. Uh, I tried exercise sporadically. And 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 I didn't see a lot of results. And then, you know, I went back and but then I got into walking. And then there's always crazy people like David over here that kicks my legs out from under me and knocks me down and tries to get me to go on a nine hour walk. You know, and I'm like, you just, just go away. <laughs> marathon walking. I said, I ain't going. I'm not even shooting for a marathon walking. I'm just trying to consistently walk, you know, five days a week, four days a week. And I know what it's like. You're worked all day. You're tired. You're hot. You get home. You don't want to go out when it's like today, like the heat's coming like off of the back end of a jet motor, you know, and you don't want to do it. All right. But the thing is, is start being consistent with something. Just like you said, if you just walk to the end of the drive back, march for a minute, you know, you just start doing this and start getting that focus in there. Start out little and then you're going to find that you're going to find blessing out of it. Energy's going to come. I have more energy today uh, than I did when I was 50. That's that's easily for sure. I I, I, I have more energy. I'm working harder. Uh, I'm doing more. Uh, I want to buy a Fitbit, but I'm not quite there yet. It's something I don't it's something I just don't like watching me. I, I have a I have a little complex there about this. Yahoo's on my arm counting my steps all day. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just like to sit at home and say I did at least 10,000. I'm sure. But I, I know that I'm probably going to get there because I've added uh, a, a lot more walking in my in my life. And so anyway, uh, even down to yoga. That's right, folks. Pastor does yoga because I found out that I couldn't move. And as I began to stretch out, my back quit hurting. And I'm like, this is all I had to do to get my back to quit hurting. I didn't have to take heating pads and drugs and everything else. I just needed to stretch out. Oh, wow. You know, so I'm learning all kinds of things. So anyway, thank you, Dr. Brown, for coming. Listen to me, folks. This is good stuff. You need to pray about it. You really just need to do it and pray through it. How about that? You don't need to pray about it. You need to do it and pray through it. OK, and let God continue to show you different things because we're all different. Our bodies are all different. And some of y'all may be able to go one way or the other easier, you know, but just find that place. Set your heart to honor the Lord. Now, this is what I want to end this on. This is this is hard. OK, but the Lord hit me one day and asked me, how long do you want to live? And I said, I want to live as short a time as I can on 
planet Earth. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with you. And he says, yes, but how many people would you minister to? How many people would hear the word? How many people could you bless if you stayed on earth longer? And I was like, I don't like those kind of questions, Lord. I don't really want to deal with that. But that's the truth of the matter is we're here on earth to minister to people. Amen. That's our living sacrifice to be willing to say we're going to keep our temple strong so that we can minister to as many people, bless as many people, rescue as many people. I, I, I just got pictures back from the orphanage today. I didn't get, have time to get them up where the ceilings are going in and the, the, everything's going down. I'm just like, yes, we're blessing those kids. And it, and it blesses me so that we could do that. If I died because I wouldn't quit eating, that wouldn't have happened. Or God would have had to find another servant to do it, okay? So anyway, that's what we, that's what's, that's our living sacrifice, laying it on the altar before God saying, Lord, I'm yours. I want to live as long as I can on earth to bless as much as I can. And here's my sacrifice. Amen. Amen. So you march for a minute tonight. Way to go. Don't blow it by going home and eating a bunch of ice cream. Okay. I didn't hear an amen. Amen. Lord, let them feel guilty tonight when they put the ice cream in their mouth. <laughs> let the spoon shake in their hand, oh God, coming to their lips in a sacrifice. Well, praise God, I quit. So anyway, everyone out there watching next week, Dr. Brown's going to be back. Don't conveniently be gone. All of y'all in here tonight, come back next week, bring somebody. The reason why I wanted him to do this on the broadcast and, and get it out there, because I wanted to have it to be continued, 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 continued. Amen. Y'all can tell your friends, hey, go watch the broadcast. Amen. So let's close tonight with the dedicating our hearts to the Lord and our bodies to the Lord. Father, I just declare tonight that we just set this all before you. Lord, we want to be your servants. We want to be healthy. We want to be strong. We want to carry the gospel as far to the, as we can on planet earth. Lord, all the days of life that there's breath within us, we want to be able to be out there and touching and helping people. So Lord, I pray this message sinks deep into our hearts. I declare, Lord God, that people make decisions to, to, to march, to walk, to be blessed in all of it. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you.